1: Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together.
0: One passport stamp at a time.
1: We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures.
0: Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal.
1: Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And and we're we're the Travel Travel Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your tickets.
0: Your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance.
1: And prepare for
2: takeoff
3: hi everyone we are the travel squad podcast and today we're going to tell you about some creative ways you can save to travel and use them right now i'm kim
1: zayna
0: I'm Jamal
3: and I'm Brittany
2: and our regular weekly travel podcast is called the Travel Squad podcast and it features travel stories tips and inspiration but because of COVID people aren't really traveling right now so we wanted to take you to YouTube for a special quarantine episode so here we are. Yeah
0: and so like Kim said in this week's episode of special YouTube quarantine edition we're going to talk to you guys about the top 10 creative ways that we use to save money for travel and obviously we know when we travel every little bit helps every little bit towards that plane ticket hotel or even something small enough to get you on a little weekender trip you know so we're going to be going over all our tips with you for that
1: yes and there's nothing on the list that we ourselves have not done so it's not like oh you should try this or you should try this but like we have tried and trued tested done mm-hmm. everything so without further ado let's save some money
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i
1: love saving we day.
3: say fuck them hard
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> So, our
2: first tip is to take a quick inventory of your cash flow and really just see where your money is going to and why. And is there anything that you can eliminate so that you have some extra cash available?
0: Yeah, and you know, maybe that was a little elongated way of saying create a budget, but not necessarily in a way. Yes, a budget's always good, but taking inventory is even better. Look at your credit card statements. Really pay attention of how many times you went out to eat or when you go out to eat, did I really need that extra drink? And we're not saying don't spoil yourself. We're not saying don't go out to eat. But those little add-ons add up over time. And that's a good way to, or one example, to take inventory of those little things that could potentially be cut back so you realize, wow, I am actually spending this much and I could prioritize it over here for travel.
3: And you know, another good thing about taking inventory of where your cash is going, is when you look at your bank statements, this actually just happened to me, and I found a charge that wasn't mine. There was actually a travel company that I may just have looked over, but since I was looking at things, noticed that it was not a charge I made. So then you can recover money that is potentially lost in that evaluation too.
1: Yeah, I actually, just a few days ago, discovered that I was being charged for Amazon Prime. And I signed up for Amazon Prime a while ago. And I swear to goodness, I canceled it. But apparently I didn't. And so it's only $14.99. But it's just kind of like that thing where it's like, if I've been charged three months, it's $45, something that I didn't even use. And then I also like to sign up with, uh, for Hulu under a free email address. And little did I realize that two email addresses were being used. And so after the free month ended, I could have sworn I canceled one. I guess it didn't go through. Either way, I was being charged for two different Hulus. And I was like, I don't even use <laughs> So it's like, just make sure that you're paying attention clearly, right? For myself, but also like print out your statements because, you know, sometimes visually it really helps and have like two different highlighters, right? Maybe like you have a yellow one to highlight everything on your bank statement that is a necessity, like, you know, your gas and electric, your water, your rent, all that stuff. And then another one of just like your fun purchases and you'll really see kind of like where your money is going because- yeah. Sometimes you just don't realize how much you're spending on stuff and how much you're spending on stuff that isn't actually going towards the big goals that you have.
2: Right. And on top of that too, it's like you can always shop at your insurance, for example, like your car insurance and see if you can save even more um, than what you're already saving. And You know, there's different levels of like Hulu or Netflix. Do you need the highest one? Are you always going to use it? Can you downgrade for a few months just to save a few extra bucks if you want to? So, a lot can go into like creating a budget and really seeing where your inventory cash flow is.
3: Speaking I actually of, just did that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to give you that segue, Kim. I was like, no, you just did it.
3: Thanks to Jamal's recommendation, I got a quote from Geico, and I saved 15% or more on my car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God,
2: are they sponsors?
0: They should after that one, by the <laughs> way. But, you know, I was hyping Kim up hard for that one because Kim just purchased herself a well-deserved new vehicle, and I, was, I went to the dealership with her, and obviously, you know, new vehicles are more expensive, and I was like, ooh, you know, you should definitely look into, and I said Geico, because I have it, save me money, I shop it out every year, haven't found anybody cheaper, but regardless if you want to go with Geico or not, all those, like, types of insurance, you should definitely shop them out, because you can always find a way to potentially save like camera. That's for sure. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then our next one, Zaina, why don't you intro this one? Because this one you were on hardcore for a while and I started doing it too. But now in the days of COVID, it has a positive benefit, mind you too. But why don't you go into this one on what you used to do?
1: Well, it always was a positive benefit as yeah. well. As the, but it is Donate Plasma. And so, yeah, I used to donate, pl- it was like my third job. I mean, I was, yeah. passing- seriously dude because it took a little bit of time but i would get a little over 300 dollars every single month because you can donate up to twice a week in a seven day span and you get good money for that and it takes maybe like an hour depends on how much fat you have in your blood <laughs> you know for the coagulation but anyways um yeah like basically donating plasma sent me to Peru like I pretty much paid for that trip through plasma I paid for phones utilities like oh my gosh it's crazy and I was never well maybe I shouldn't say that on camera never mind <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I'm anxious to hear what you have to say off camera Zana but we won't put that out there for you but Zana did it for such a long time like she said you know in a joke in the way almost like a third job but I started doing it and it really adds up in terms of extra cash flow. And that was a while before Brittany and I were as established as we are now in our careers. So that was always definitely extra discretionary travel money that we would uh, use it for. And again, like Zana said, always in general, donating blood plasma, it's going to great cause in the terms of like research, other things. But even now they're talking about plasma donation, uh, to help search for like antibodies and cures for Corona, so even more of a benefit now, uh, if you will, given the current circumstances. But a great way to make money while helping at the same time.
3: I the reason donated because
1: they make good money. You know what I mean? Like it's going for science and research. Sorry, Kim, I cut you off.
3: Yeah, no problem. Um, I never donated plasma, but I do know you guys did it. I know other people have done it, and and. There are facilities so, like to, to find out where to actually donate. There's facilities in communities across the country that will offer anywhere from, like I don't know, maybe 10, 15, upwards of maybe 40 or so, depending on your weight and, I guess, the fat in your blood. Um, so yeah, if, if you're interested in that type of uh, do well donation, plus get some extra money for yourself, just look in your local area for a clinic like that.
1: Yeah, we have three in San Diego, and I think it came out to about 2500 to a little over 3000 a year, depending on how often uh, or how consistent, I should say, because there is a limit, but how consistent you are, and they just give you a card, um, and ev- every time you donate, they load money on your card, right? So you can go withdraw, you can spend, you can save, but again, Plasma sent me two Peru. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You
2: know what sent me to Peru is what we're going to get into in number three, which is side gigs or driving for like Lyft or Uber. And um, as you guys all know, I'm a nurse. And while I was in nursing school, I didn't work. And the only form of work I really did was drive for Lyft or Uber. So whenever Jamal and I wanted to take an extra vacation, we would always set like a goal in mind, like, hey, this is how much we want to save. This is how much what we need for this trip. And we would kind of like have a mindset of, let's keep working until we hit this number per day, this many rides per day so that we could save money for trips. And it paid for my trip to Peru. It also helped pay for money on our lock and cruise that we went on for when Jamal and I got engaged. So um, it was great side money. And myself, Jamal, and Dana all drove for Lyft and Uber at some point.
1: Yeah. I think, um, Brittany, when you were doing like your overnight clinicals, it would be so funny because Brittany would be like, yeah, you know, I picked up this guy at one in the morning. And I'm like, one in the morning? How are you driving at one in the morning? And she's like, well, you know, it's clinical time. And, um, you know, it just helps me stay consistent with these hours. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. So I was working in a hospital. I was doing my clinical hours in a hospital. I was doing the overnight shift. And it's just easier to maintain like a consistent schedule. So rather than like have one day on where I'm working from like, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., I would, the next day, I would just try to, like, sleep all day and then get up to drive Lyft for the middle of the night, which actually pays better, and then um, maintain, like, a normal schedule that way.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Brittany's saying she did it during nursing school and those odd, random hours. For my work, you know, I have my normal office hours that I put in, which is normal kind of day shift, you know, eight to five-ish in that range. And so I would drive afterwards on weekdays or weekends. And like Brittany said, if you go in with the mindset, like on a weekday and say, you know what, I'm going to do a couple rides, make an extra $30. Or on a weekend, just say, I'm going to make $100 today and don't stop until you do. You'll hit it relatively quickly. And I, man, we traveled a lot just with funds from um, Lyft and Uber. So if anybody has the means to do that and a vehicle, you know yes after our normal jobs maybe we're tired and want to come home and relax and it's always well-deserved but you can put in a day you can put in two days however much you want but you're definitely going to make extra money and i can't tell you how much it's paid for us in terms of travel
3: and yeah you know i would say right now like in san diego when i've taken ubers it's been a lot longer to find a driver than in typical times due to corona so if you are able and willing to do uber lyft right now there seems to be quite a bit of demand for drivers um but but uber and lyft is one type of a side gig there's tons of side gigs you can do that you have a certain skill for or um you know whether that's with your hands or your brains or whatever else it is like i i had a side gig i work in public relations and i had a side gig for a couple of years working doing some PR work for another, um, you know, smaller organization with the owner. So that was using my skill set, I was using all day at work to then do a few hours in the evenings on the side for a different company and bring in, you know, a few hundred dollars a month that would totally fund my travel.
1: Yeah, so there's that. and uh. I used to drive for Uber and Lyft too while I was donating plasma, while I was working in my nine to five. And so that's why I joke about the plasma, the prior one about being that my third job, but um, it's definitely crazy. Cause like when it first came to San Diego, there was such a high demand for drivers and you could make such good money so quickly versus like once it finally got, saturated in the market but I remember at one point uber wanted drivers so badly that if you referred someone from another rideshare company to uber and that person did one just one drive then you and the referral gets <laughs> you and that referral gets $1,000 and so Jamal was driving for Lyft at the time and he wasn't driving for uber but I was driving for uber so I was like oh my god Jamal sign up for uber get someone in like for the ride and we both get a thousand dollars. And so, um, yeah, now I think that if you do drive, you have to do like 500 rides for, or 50 or something like that to get you know what what that is, (laughs) (laughs) but to say like, see if there's someone that, you know, that you can get a referral code to be a driver, because if you, You know, like there's always some kind of a bonus.
0: That's true. They're not as lucrative as they are or were back then, but definitely, you know, they always do give those extra incentives, like is saying. But uh, moving on to number four, one of our other things that we like to do, and this isn't necessarily a way to save money, but when you're actually traveling, get the benefit of having discounts. And that comes in the form of credit card rewards. And if there's one thing I love, it's free or discounted stuff. And I'm gonna give a double fist up for a fuck'em hard on this one with the... Uh, <laughs> because they are an absolute must uh, to have. And the one that I'm really using right now is my Chase Sapphire Reserve. Now it is an expensive paid credit card, but what I get back more than pays for the fee that it has because it gives me rewards to book hotels, flights, everything like that, uh, hotel rooms for free, which I'll get into what uh, we've got free with that. On top of that, when we're traveling, it gives me lounge access. So if you'd like to have a pre-drink cocktail or drink before you fly or get food in the airport, mm-hmm. this gets you in the lounge, so you get those items for free so you're not necessarily spending money while you're traveling to get those amenities. but With the credit card that we have and the points, I mean, we got free hotel rooms in Dubai, Hawaii, Yosemite, Chicago, Sedona. So it really adds up if you exclusively use one card to get those discounts when you travel.
1: And Jamal gets uh, Kim and I into the lounge with him. A little bit of a fee, but you know, we get in there. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean you can't go wrong with free hotel rooms a lot of the times lodging is one of the most expensive expensive expenses that you have on a trip and for example our hotel room in Dubai we stayed at Atlantis the Palm it was not cheap it was pretty penny and so to be able to get two nights for free that saved us over eight hundred dollars which was amazing Um, also now in like the day of COVID, a lot of planes aren't doing drinks or meals on the plane. They're not having a lot of extras on the planes. So being able to get into the free lounges gives you the opportunity to get a free drink, whether that be a cocktail or a soda or even a water. They also have like Wi-Fi access and whatnot. So it saves you a lot of money that way. Uh, you don't have to stop somewhere and pick something up to eat. Um, and then I know, Kim, you have another travel credit card, don't you?
3: you hype yeah, up. I've just been using the Southwest Chase credit card, and I love it because we use Southwest so much. So I've gotten so many free flights from them, just from the points that accumulate from everything that I buy in, in life. But then also when I buy from Southwest, there's even more points that go on to it. So that's cool. They, they also do like different kind of promotions, like, Postmates is 5% back or something like that. Um, They also just gave me six months free of Spotify. (laughs) So that's cool. (laughs) Listen to music on the go. Well,
0: and that's cool too. Like, if you're going to have a travel credit card, you really need to make it work for you. And you know, that's cool about the Southwest one. It's like, I want that too, but I have my other one. And so it's like, if you have so many multiples of them, sometimes you just won't accrue enough points to really have it be worth it. So if you have one kind of stick to the one, but the Southwest one that you have Kim is really good because at least a lot of our domestic travel in the United States is on Southwest. I usually don't fly any of the big carriers here domestically. So whenever you're traveling to America, which looks like we're going to be doing a lot of, uh, as of late, seeing how European Union and other countries aren't allowing Americans in now, I mean, you're going to get a lot of like free Southwest flights. And I know, like, I feel like every other trip that we go on, Kim, you tell me, oh, this flight was free, <laughs> usually. Yeah.
2: So. yeah, and while we're talking about um, credit cards. Some credit cards even do like cash back programs. So Jamal has a specific credit card called Capital One. It gives one and a half percent back all the time. You can cash it out at any amount. So I actually have it set on the site so that every time we hit 50 bucks in cash back, it mails me a specific check. And then I can just put that check to where I want it to go. um, Whether that be just like in a little pile for travel or whatnot. And also the Costco city card is really good. They give like 3% cash back for travel on it. And they give you your cash back once per year. So, um, you know, it does suck kind of waiting, but it's worth it too. Cause like in the past Jamal and I have cashed out like 600, $700 checks. And with that card and with the Costco membership, um, you're eligible to shop through like Costco travel, do rental cars and whatnot. And we've saved so much money by booking through Costco rental cars. It's like the only rental car system I use. And um, it, it hasn't filled me yet.
0: <laughs> and I was just typing up that Costco card to Kim because Kim's a new Costco member. So if anyone's a Costco member and doesn't have it, like I highly recommend it. If you don't want to like have a fee or pay it, have a specific one, I mean, if you just set aside the cash back for it, because like Bernie said, anything you do like dining, travel, it's 3% cash back gas, whether it be at Costco gas stations or any gas stations, 4%, everything else is like 1%. So the fact that you get it at the end of the year or once a year, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but it at least gives you that big bulk all at once. And it's like, oh, well, here's a trip, you know, here's a plane ticket, et cetera. So that's a really practical one. And I feel like everybody who lives in a major area has a Costco. And if you're not a member, you should look into it and do it. Because I highly recommend it. So I love
2: you, it. I know you've always said Africa was your biggest regret in life so
1: far. Not and, going to, uh, What was that, Vena? Not going to Africa. You yeah, not Africa. going to Africa. So just to like put it into context, we're yeah. very happy. Yeah, but Kim saying. did not go to Africa, and it
2: had been her biggest regret in life, and one thing that she could have done, she was like, she's always said she could have made it work, but one thing, like, Jamal and I have even done, Kim could have done, was to apply for an interest-free credit card, put the trick on the credit card, and then slowly pay it back while it doesn't accrue interest, and it's a good way to try to, to like, not necessarily save money, but just spread out the payments i guess
3: so where was this brainstorm back then when i said no
0: you know i feel like i've always told you we used to travel that way in the past so it was already out there kim and you were kind of like dead set on the idea of not really having it happen so (laughs) didn't push it too hard but i just want to reiterate if anyone actually does that you know Be mindful of it. I mean, it's a credit card. We're not advocating anybody go into debt, but if you use, and a lot of credit cards right now, they want people to sign up. I mean, with the current economic situation, money in terms of lending is cheap. So you're seeing a lot of credit cards now, like standard, like one year, no interest. I'm seeing some up to 18 to 22 months. So as long as you pay it off within that 18 to 22 months, um, I mean, you can really break up a trip and make it more affordable in the sense that you don't have to shell it out all at once or put it on a credit card that is charging interest. And now you're paying more money for it because you're paying interest. So if you use it wisely, it's a really good tool to get in that trip that you really want to take, but just be mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the
3: next idea we have number five this is one that i love the capital app it's spelled q a p a t i no wait that's not how it's spelled <laughs> it's Spelled capital with a Q. whatever <laughs> so this app is amazing you connect your bank account or your credit card accounts um i think it's just bank accounts actually so you connect like your debit card and then you can set up rules so that when you make purchases it'll automatically move money from your checking account that's connected into the capital savings account. So you can set up rules like move over $1 a day or anytime I purchase something round up the change and donate that to the to the fund. And then it's cute because you can also label your funds. You can say travel fund or paying off car fund or whatever other kind of funds you want to have, but it's nice to see the money like growing in your travel fund it helps me not that I need much help but it helps me get excited about like what trip I'm gonna spend it on and what I should book so I'm like oh gosh I have enough like let's go it it doesn't stay in the account very long I usually use it I use it did you
1: did something
0: yeah, you, you know, uh, I—that I, wasn't a—you know—that wasn't a virtual background I had. I'm actually vacationing somewhere, and my visual seems to have gone, uh, unfortunately. Here, Jamal's
2: but, just going to take a quick flight. But
0: Ooh, he's take a quick flight.
2: He's going to Hawaii. And I'm oh, in here. Hawaii
0: now. I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. Wow, that was a quick so flight. I'm, I, I'm here now. That was that was real quick of a flight. <laughs>
1: Boom, time traveling. Yeah. We sure are. So
2: <laughs> number six, we are talking about cashback programs like Rakuten. And Rakuten was formerly known as Ebates. And it's what, what's really great about it is you go to the website and you put in or you search for whatever you're looking to buy. And it basically like connects you to, let's say, Expedia, for example. And you make cash back off of your Expedia purchase by going through Rakuten. And so every quarter, they um, accumulate all the money that you have saved up. And then they send you a check or they send you like a um, they PayPal it to you. And so it's just an extra way to get a little extra cash. I love it for Expedia because it's like 3% on the hotels that we spend on. And um, I do most of the booking for our hotel. So I am constantly racking up points. And bunny.
0: And we've mentioned uh, recruitment before for using with Expedia, but it could be anything. I mean, you were shopping online for Walmart, Macy's, Target, and sometimes these vendors come on, sometimes they come off. So it's not always consistent, but pretty much I would say any major thing you're going to buy online in terms of a vendor, more than likely you're going to find them on there. So, I mean, why not get that cash back and do it? It's just silly not to.
1: Yeah, and when Brittany says you're going through Rakuten, essentially what you're doing is you're clicking, like, um, uh, what is it, Expedia.com through there, and then it routes you to Expedia's website. It's an affiliate program, right? So because Rakuten sent you to Expedia's website, they're going to get 5% commission, and they're saying, you know what, we're going to share 3% with you and pocket 2% with us because, you know, it helps you get rich. It helps us get rich. so.
0: Yeah, so those, I mean, there's more other than Rakuten. It used to be Ebates, but that's just one of them. You can search for your preferred one. You see these all the time online, but uh, we know Rakuten. It's worked for us before, and we've tried a couple others, but this one's definitely our favorite. Yeah,
1: and if you sign up, I think you get, like, a $10 gift card to – they have several places that you can choose, but you get the gift card with your purchase. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, there's like, do you see all the money going around in the background? Like, it is just like glowing everywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, another good way to save some money, and we definitely do this one, is join a family plan for your cell phone service. And I mean, it really makes a lot of sense because the more people you have on the plan, the less expensive each line becomes. And as an example, you know, uh, Zaina, Brittany, and I are on a family plan with T-Mobile. We have a brother on it as well. But before that, Zaina was on T-Mobile alone. And for one line was what? Paying like 80 bucks. And now that we're on a family plan, each line is about 45, 50. So, I mean, right there, you're already saving 30 bucks a month. And if Brittany and I were to just join it by ourselves, we wouldn't have as good as a discount because it's only two people versus four. So, definitely find your friend group who you're comfortable and trust and get on a family plan and save some money. It's so simple. Why not?
1: And T Mobile does not sponsor us, but I just want to give them a huge shout out because they have free texting pretty much worldwide and calls. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And you get like free um, T Mobile Appreciation
3: Tuesday. I mean, like, T Mobile is just like legit. Last week yeah. T-Mobile got me a free coffee at Starbucks.
1: I missed that one, I saw your text come through too because like we'll text each other on Tuesday to make sure you get your like T-Mobile mm-hmm. deal and I totally missed it. But, and they you know so what, this is so good too. I love their customer service.
2: Yeah, and it really helps like when we travel internationally or even go to Mexico or Canada or anywhere else where they have like the free Wi-Fi or the text messages, it saves so much money too.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember being in Mexico a few years ago, and this is when Brittany was still on her, um, a different plan and you had to like call in to work to listen to like the phone line and you would always use my phone because I'm like, it's free for me. Thank you, thank you. I got you back.
0: And now it's free for us and we're all saving money.
1: Woo, woo. (laughs) More money blowing around behind me.
0: Yeah. And another one, number eight for us here on our top 10, is going to be spend cash only, which to an extent is counterintuitive because we're talking about credit cards. But for some people, credit cards may not be the best avenue for them. But we say cash because that leads us back to our number one tip, which was taking inventory. And with cash, you can really see like, wow, I started off with this, now I have this. And it is a good way for you to really see how fast you're going through money in terms of spending. And then you realize, wow, I spent this much. So it's another way for you to get that inventory and also to budget yourself if you're not as good. Uh, I don't want to use the word responsible, but you know, credit cards can be a dicey situation for some, so the cash is a good option.
3: Fiscally disciplined
0: yes basically. there you go <laughs> i mean i i told i told this to people all the time too you know when they asked me for budgeting advice or like how to do it and i said look you know spend the cash that's one of the first things that i really did too and you really realize it too because sometimes somebody may pass like a coffee place I'm like oh like i'm in the mood for it and then you just put it on a card and you don't really think anything of it until the bill comes later but When you budget yourself to only having the cash, then you really see like, wow, I spent this. And it gives you that little extra inventory to realize to plan for later.
3: I would say it also like prevents you from purchasing more things than you would otherwise. Like I was at the store the other day and I only had cash on me. And I was like looking at my list and there's a lot of things that I wanted to get, but I didn't really like need them. And I only had Mm -hmm. this certain amount of cash. So I was like, well, I don't, I'm not going to buy it. But if I had my card, I would of course do it. Right away.
1: I know, (laughs) know, right? Yeah. My mom was super old school. So when we were growing up, she would give us a piece of paper and a $20 and we had to like balance our own um, $20, you know, down to the last penny. So, I mean, like, if you don't know how to balance a checkbook, this is a great opportunity to learn how to balance your cash. And, it out there, since we are doing this in the time of COVID, um, you know, just always have something extra, extra on you just in case, because there are places that strongly prefer the um, no-touch-pay method. So yes, cash is king, and it's a great way to see where money is going, but also, you know, just be respectful of the place that you're going into during these crazy times.
2: Absolutely. So moving on to our tip number nine, it is to open like a high interest savings account um, or to open a CD, which stands for Certificate of Deposit. And um, Jamal and I actually do both of these. We have one of each, a CD and a high interest savings account with American Express. And um, basically with a CD, you put in a certain amount of money and you lock it in so that you cannot touch it for a certain amount of time. It could be 12 12 months, it could be 60 months. The longer you have it locked in and you can't touch it, the better interest that they give back to you. So Jamal and I currently have one locked in at like 18 months, it matures in October. And um, once it matures, we'll be able to pull out all of the money and we'll have made over $1,000 on what we put
0: in. Just for 18 months and you know, when Brittany says, like, a oh, high savings account, I mean, we all pretty much know, you know, we, we can't give the double fist up to the banks. They give us the double fist down, if you know what I mean. Uh, terms the rates that they give us uh, for our savings. So, you know, and those are for brick and mortar banks, like you go in, but there are a lot of institutions online that are becoming banks, like Capital One, mainly credit cards, for example. Well, now they have online banking where they give you like a high yield, same with American Express. And a lot of these are like five, 10 times the national average. So you get a savings rate of like one to one and a half percent. Obviously, as regular rates go down, so do these two. But in terms of if you already have a savings account, I mean, why would you want to make one tenth of what you could make if you just put it online? And I was always skeptical at first about those because like, no, I want access to my cash. Like, why would I put it in an online bank where I can't go get it? But you can transfer it direct, like right to your normal bank accounts there pretty much instantly. So not that big of a deal. And you're already saving. Put it in there. You're going to make more money and utilize that interest itself because you're not making any at a regular bank. And there's extra money towards travel.
2: And it's not my normal bank that I use. So it, it's not like when I pull up my bank um, app it's not money that I see every day so it's kind of in a sense like hidden out of sight out of mind so I'm not really thinking about it and if I want the money I actually have to like initiate the transfer back to my bank account and it does take a few days so it it really like makes me think do I really need the money to be transferred right now can it just sit up in the side and not seeing the money really helps us out
0: really
3: that's why I love capital it's out of sight out of mind
0: yeah
2: so Zaina why don't you talk to us about our last tip if you recently did
1: yes invest in points when they're cheaper than the flight itself and so what do I mean by that like we are flying on southwest in September and the flight I think it was about 119 dollars or 8,000 points and I only had 5,000 points in my um, account. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have enough points. So I'm going to have to pay $119. But then I saw that the points were on sale to, um, at, I think it was like 40% off. So I ended up getting like 4,000 points for $60. I think maybe it was even a little bit cheaper than that, but essentially like buying, I think it was like 4,000 points put me over 8,000 for the flight. Hopefully like this is making sense. But you know what I mean? Like I ended up paying $60 for the flight because it made more sense to purchase more points to push my points to where I can put the flight under points rather than paying the full $120. So I think I paid like less than 50% off of what it was selling online.
0: Yeah, and you're talking about your Southwest rapid reward points, not like credit card points. So this is like your airline miles. And I guess that's like a little bonus tip too. I mean, invest in an airline mileage program that are free and use those up towards free flights. So since you didn't have enough points in terms of racked up, because I'm sure you used them for other free flights before, you bought the points to get you to that level and it was cheaper than if you were to buy a ticket, right? So... A lot of airlines do have their points program where you can buy them, and they're really cheaper than having to like earn them when you purchase a ticket or by other means. So it's definitely a good practical use. And when you told us that, Zain, I was jealous that you had a flight uh, so cheap.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Southwest usually has their points on sale, so check. Yeah, I love Southwest. So like check to see how much their points are, right? Check to see when they're having sales on the points. Because again, like if you have X amount of points and it's not enough to buy a flight, if you buy some points when it's on sale, it's probably going to be cheaper than the flight to push you to that
3: place. So uh, just be creative and do your math. You know what's so funny about us is we love saving money and getting good deals so much that we're like competitive but also like each other's cheerleaders about like getting good deals so whenever one of us gets a good deal we'll text each other and be like look what I got we're fucking them hard and and then we're just like yes get the good deal (laughs) so this is like we love this stuff yes
1: like I bought that that flight too because going into Nashville and when we come back, we're coming back from Atlanta to San Diego. Mm -hmm. And so on the last day that it was on sale, Brittany, she knows I'm a last minute person. So she's like texting me during the work day, hey, today's the last day for the sale, make sure you get it so you don't have to pay more. So, you know, just looking out for each other like that. Although it's usually Brittany looking out for me because I don't think that I would know when it's the last day.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to throw out a bonus tip, a squad bonus tip, Uh
1: bonus
2: tip. And my tip is, with Southwest specifically, always look to see if the price of the flight dropped, and if it did, change the flight or rebook it, and get the travel funds credit. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've done that, and I have saved so much money. And when I see the flight prices drop too, like, I'll text our squad and be like, hey, the, the, the price has dropped, let's get it cheaper, let's rebook, let's, you know, change our flights, whatever it is. And it saved us so much
0: money. Yeah, and what Brittany's talking about specifically, she's talking about see if they drop after you booked it. Because even with Southwest's lowest fares, they are want to get away. Basically, even though they're non-refundable in terms of like cash back direct to you, like they're back to your card or whatever method you use to purchase it. Say we bought a ticket for $200 and now that exact same flight is hundred and. for example, right? It went down $60. If you just do the rebooking or call Southwest, they will keep you on that same flight, same confirmation number, everything, and just credit you $60, but it's in your Southwest bank account, if you will, to use for like another flight later on. So you can save a lot of money that way. And we just got ourselves cheap tickets to uh, Chicago having done that ourselves. So people look out. It's like the squad tip we've given before. Look at the prices of the rental car like a couple days before you go. They're usually substantially cheaper. You book it, it, you're gonna get that money. Do the same thing with your South Pole flats. I can't tell you how much money we've saved, and you'll save too.
2: Fantastic. Any well, other final thoughts, guys?
1: Not for me. Go save that money
0: and travel on that money. Yeah, the only thing I could say is a lot of these tips are, you know, I feel pretty practical. Again, all of us utilize these tips in some sort of way, and it's definitely helped us all save money and apply it to get those extra travel vacations and trips and save money. And I have no doubt it's going to do the same for you guys too.
2: Well, that's all that we have for you guys. So thank you so much on for tuning in on this Travel
3: Tuesday. Make sure to click that subscribe button and you'll get all our new episodes and travel videos that we have coming out soon. We have a lot of ideas brewing.
0: And guys, do not forget to check out our original podcast, the non-special quarantine edition ones, to get inspired to take those vacations once quarantine's done or you're feeling comfortable to take those steps and venture out in the world and travel.
1: Yes, and if you found this information helpful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend who would enjoy this as well.
0: Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.